Hi, I'm your host Oscar Beardmore Gray, and welcome to Road to Canada, an original podcast brought to you by PICI, the company that can help you achieve your dream of studying abroad in Canada. In this show, we'll talk to experts and international students who will give advice and tips about life in the Great White North, from simple things like setting up a bank account to more challenging problems like dealing with culture shock and homesickness. My guest today is Julia May, who will be starting at the University of Toronto in September. Julia and her family used PICI as she navigated her way through the complex and sometimes overwhelming university application process. Julia joins me now from Vancouver. Thanks for coming on the show, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Great. Yeah. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty good for the most part. <laughs> it is pretty hot outside, but you know, I love to see the sun. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy hot summer, hasn't it? Like I didn't have any air conditioning for the. the oh, heat I didn't wave. either. I did... It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone in Vancouver is is uh, is built for that weather. Maybe we could just start off by you could just you could just tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Julia May. I grew up in Vancouver. Um, um, my family is Chinese, so that's my background. But I grew up here. I've been living in Vancouver my whole entire life. So, could you tell me the story of how your your parents came to Canada? So, my family immigrated to Vancouver when I was two years old, and um, we've been here ever since. My sister was born here. She's a couple years younger than me, and yeah, we've been here ever since. So, we've been here for over a decade now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What part of China did you come from? Oh, I, I came from Beijing, the big city. <laughs> but I don't remember much of it. Again, haven't really gone back uh, since coming here. So. Oh, really? Do yeah. you do you have any family back there at all still? Um. Yes, uh, I do have quite a bit of family there. But with with, I don't know, the coming years, we've been able to go back less and less. And with COVID and stuff, it's it's been a couple of years. Yeah, no, COVID is definitely making things hard, making it hard to travel, that's for sure. Um, maybe you could tell me a bit about what it's like growing up in Vancouver, because people listen to this podcast, they might not be <laughs> from Vancouver. Um, yeah, could you explain to me what your upbringing was like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think growing up in Vancouver, it, for the most part, has been a pretty positive experience for me. Um Again, I grew up in a Chinese household, so kind of like experienced like the fusion of what it's like growing up um, in the West West um, part of the country and as well as like a Chinese household. So I've got the best of both worlds. And um, to be honest, I've like lived in the same area ever since I came here. I went to school in the same area. Everything has been for the most part the same for the past decade and nothing really exciting <laughs> for me to be honest I haven't really moved around too much um I, I live in like the Carousel neighborhood I went to Carousel Elementary School I went to Point Grey Secondary which was the catchment of Carousel Elementary School so you probably live really close to me because I live in Dunbar oh you do <laughs> yeah. yeah we could have met up <laughs> so what was like life like um in at sort of elementary and high school um in, in Carousel was it I guess, as you described, a fairly sort of typical Canadian upbringing in that sense. Yeah, I would say so. I would say, um, I guess, like starting in elementary school, when I first um, came to Canada, you know, started school, I was actually one of the only like, I guess, like minorities, um, Asian people at my school. So Mm. that was 
I don't know. I, I've always been really, really shy and it did take some time to get used to, um, like talking with people, meeting with people. I was like learning two languages at once because I was so young. So that was, that was definitely a transition. Um, but for the most part, I think it was, it was pretty typical, as you said, just a little bit more difficult for me with like, again, getting used to like a new, new place. Uh, learning a new language and uh, just adjusting to everything yeah 100% I could I mean just the idea of learning two languages at once and and that's interesting that you said that you were what you know of a minority yeah. in in at school because I mean in the last 10 years or so like that that's probably changed I imagine absolutely. now at, at your at your at your high school and elementary school absolutely so I'm really interested by your personal university application process you did a brilliant job by getting into university of toronto as i mentioned at the top of the episode <laughs> but could you tell our audience what it's actually like to apply to university in canada absolutely so um when i first started the process i thought it was going to be to be honest pretty easy not going to be too difficult i wasn't too stressed about it and then i started applying and it was the complete opposite. And this, not to say this to scare people applying in the future, but I think because I am a business major, the steps that I had to take, um, I didn't really put into consideration before applying. So there were a lot more steps than I anticipated. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, which universities did you end up applying to? And, and can I ask where you got accepted? Yeah, absolutely. So I applied to four universities. I would say like the bigger ones. Um, I applied to UBC, Queen's University, uh, University of Western Ontario or Western and University of Toronto. Um, as you can tell, uh, as you can see, I didn't really want to stay here. <laughs> so I applied <laughs> yeah. to schools mostly in the East Coast. Right. Nice. And did you get into all of them? Yes, I did get into all of the universities. I applied to so many programs, um, but I think I want to highlight maybe the two programs I was um, deciding between, if that's all right. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, of course. Um, I did get into everything uh, for the most part. Yeah, for all the schools. And um, nice. I was choosing between uh, U of T um, Management and International Business Co-op, which is what, I'm, what I am going into. And my second choice, surprisingly, was actually UBC's uh, bachelor's and master's of management dual degree, which was also mm. very tempting. Um, I know this, <laughs> as I said before, I didn't really, I didn't really want to stay here, but the program was just such an amazing opportunity that I definitely put into consideration. Nice. So, what 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 was it that drew you drew you to Toronto apart from apart from the the appeal of leaving leaving the the province? <laughs> I would say it was the major and the kind of opportunities um, I was going to have there. Um, again, with the UBC bachelor's and master's of management dual degree, it was a really tough call because the opportunities there were so great as well. And I would have gotten my master's degree in four and a half years. Um, mm. But at U of T, just the program and um, my program is actually a specialty program within the management stream. And um, I had to go through like three different interviews and like written essays. Wow. It was, yeah, it was a lot. Um, well, I think 
the first thing that really <laughs> drew me to it. This might sound, I don't know, but they only accept 40 people every single year out of thousands of applicants. And somehow I got in. So that was wow. really <laughs> Yeah, that was Congrats. Really That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was really crazy to me. I did not expect to get in, to be honest. Like I have good grades. I have pretty good extracurriculars, but 40 people out of thousands, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that was the first reason. The second uh, being international business. Um, I know going into university um, and like going to the business stream, I've always been like really interested in international business and like being able to work abroad, the opportunities of yeah being able to work abroad um, just sounded really, really appealing to me. Um, I guess of the third reason, again, I applied to uh, business administration and also commerce. Um, mm. And I, yeah, I, I, I did get into like Queen's Commerce, which was really crazy, really prestigious program. But um, I ultimately decided to go to U of T and the management and international business program because of management. Um, I always knew that I wanted to focus in management and within commerce, it is a little bit more difficult to focus in uh, management. So that yeah. was <laughs> what ultimately drew me to the management and international business program. Wow. I mean, you must be doing something right because you've got into <laughs> all these amazing schools and uh, so many prestigious programs. Uh, have you Have you been to Toronto before? I have never been to the East Coast, so I am super wow. excited, but I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's definitely some nerves, but hopefully, um, at least starting in September, you'll get a sort of full experience, hopefully, given, you know, the COVID situation over the last few couple of years now, it's probably uh, people haven't got the fullest experience, so that, that'd be great for you, I imagine. No, for sure. Um, I think it will be pretty good. I am moving at the end of August. But it is a little bit different. Um, I am going back, but majority of the classes in my faculty is still online, which is not oh, wow. the, be <laughs> the best. I mean, I definitely do prefer in-person uh, classes. I think it's, I don't know, just you're getting the full university experience that way instead of just like being in your room, uh, listening to your lectures um, on your computer. But I do have a couple classes in person, which I'm super excited about. Maybe now we can move on to uh, PICI because um, I guess that is the topic <laughs> of the of this podcast. Um, could you tell me about how you first came across PICI and, and maybe just give us some background on how uh, PICI helped you through the university application process? Yeah, absolutely. So um, around the end of grade 11, my mom and I were like talking about uh, potentially, I don't know, going to like a university consultant for to help me out with the university process. Um, it was a casual conversation. And then when I finished grade 11, it became more serious. And my mom was definitely like looking around for like different organizations to see which one was the best fit. And she was the one who actually came across PICI. It wasn't me, but she introduced me to yeah. it. I had a meeting with uh, Jessica. Um, I thought she was really great. Um, we had really good conversation and ultimately I decided to do my university counseling with her and PICI. Right. Cool. And yeah, so could you run me through what that process looked like from start to finish in terms of 
um yeah maybe like how many meetings you had um like how that experience worked yeah absolutely so we i believe started either at the end of august or like the beginning of september of my grade 12 year and Mm. we have had meetings every single month like once a month and in those meetings what specifically did jessica help you with was that say documentation or advice on what the best courses were for you to take yeah for sure so we started off with choosing what universities i was interested in um in the beginning i was i knew i wanted to apply to ubc u of t and queens um but she she was like you should look into a western a university western ontario they have an amazing business program and um yeah she introduced me to western and i i really really love the school obviously i didn't choose it but it, it was it was up there um and choosing the right program for me i would say i am pretty <laughs> i i don't know how to put put this but i kind of i know what i want and it's usually pretty hard to change my mind on like what yeah. i want to study and um she was like helping me choose programs and i was telling her i'm like well you know i kind of have an idea of what I want to do and she's like well do you want to explore some other uh, choices as well I'm like I can look into it but I think I kind of know what I want so yeah with that um she was being very helpful but I was kind of being stubborn with um what I wanted to study (laughs) and I'm happy with my choices I would say in that aspect yeah I'm pretty stubborn applying to universities in Canada for the most part is not too bad um for most programs other than business and engineering all you have to do is submit your grades and then you get in you get an offer uh whether you get accepted or denied (laughs) and um yeah so that's pretty easy but for business and engineering for most schools at least you need a written ask a written portion um kind of like a personal profile Um, I know UBC does it for everyone, but other schools, only business and engineering people do it. And um, for business specifically, we also have interviews for most of the schools as well, which is kind of nerve wracking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, So that that whole process was a lot. And um, I did apply, I believe, for most of the schools, two programs each. So it was Mm. just a lot. (laughs) <laughs> that's like yeah that so i i guess we're talking like 10 applications or something like that yeah it was just a that's lot cr- i don't even remember that it was just too many yeah yeah i only applied to four schools but multiple programs within the schools right okay i see yeah so i can i can see how that adds up very very quickly and so did, did did you feel like PICI kind of had good experience when it came to helping you navigate these different these different programs and and things like that? Um I would say so for sure. Um I think I did start running behind a little bit, but that was on my end. I was just like not keeping up. There was just so much to do and from my experience at least each school has different questions. It's really difficult to just like <laughs> use the same written pieces for like each of the schools. You have to either adjust it or rewrite it completely. And actually a fun fact, I rewrote my Queen's uh, supplemental three times. Um, wow. not, not just like editing it, but I had three different prompts because they have a thing that you have to like submit 
your essay or your supplemental by the end of the month or they change to a new prompt. And like in the right. beginning, I think we didn't really know that. So I had to rewrite it the second time. And then the second time I submitted it, what I thought was in time, turns out it wasn't in time. So I had to write it a third time and it was three completely different prompts and we had, we just had to do it. But um, yeah. <laughs> God, you're, you're taking me back to uh, my university application days and I don't even want to think about it. It's, it's, a, it's a really uh, daunting process in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, I mean, that kind of takes me on to the, the process more generally, which I, I think is is interesting because obviously from your point of view you're a student you you it's just kind of part and parcel of of I guess if you're applying to university you're going to have to apply but I'm wondering what it was like for your parents because your parents are first generation yeah. uh, immigrants to Canada who have never been through this process before and and probably don't know the ins and outs how difficult was that for them and what do you do you think that was a reason why they wanted to reach out to someone like PICI um I would say so for sure um yeah I think I should just start out by saying um my dad is currently in China he's been there before COVID so he hasn't been able to come back um since COVID um so we've been communicating through like FaceTime and text um and then my mom's here and yeah, I would say for the most part, they definitely, because they are first gen, um, they wanted like extra support. And mm-hmm. I think even if they, I guess, did go to school here, I know like um, some of my friends, I don't know, they've also maybe reached out to other people as well just to get the extra support. And um, yeah, my, my counselor is also not very great. I think that also played a pretty big part in um, wanting uh, university counseling. Um, usually, for the most part, counselors are pretty good with um, helping you through the process. But fortunately, I didn't get a very good counselor, so that made things a lot more difficult. Right. But yeah, yeah, for the whole uh, parent thing, I would say again, I'm very stubborn, and I kind of just I know what I want. So my parents tried their best to like assist me as best as they can, with even with Jessica helping me. But I would say like ninety five percent of it uh, with my parents and I, like I did most of the stuff because yeah I, I don't know they, they can't really persuade me to do otherwise so I just like went with my own thing yeah so do you did you think do you think that many like you were just talking about other people in your class did do you think this is quite a common thing in ter- in in Vancouver to to look for sort of further help outside just something that the school would offer because I think you're right it's really hit and miss in terms of a counselor or someone you get to to advise you they might not be very good at it or you might someone you might get the really good one or you might not get the good one (laughs) no absolutely so I would say um university counseling this kind of service is more common with like international students coming to Canada from what my understanding but I Mm. definitely have a couple friends and like know a couple people who they're like their parents were born here they lived here um they have siblings who are in like different universities and they still um I'm not sure if it's like exactly the same as what I did, but maybe something similar with like getting extra support, even though their parents went to university here, they have siblings who went to university here, just like the extra support. And as I mentioned, I think the the counselor situation definitely did play a part in the people um, that I know at least. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Could I ask you (laughs) whether or not you would recommend PICI to to other people who might be in your situation 
um, in years to come, say. Yeah, I would say I would recommend them to other people for sure. They were really good with like giving me information and like taking me through like the step-by-step process. Um, I also think, I don't know, it's always good to have extra support um, in any case. And like for you, like applying to university for most people is like a big deal, right? And you, you want that kind of like security in a sense, that feeling of like, okay, I have all the resources. I know what I'm doing whatever happens, happens, um, other than just, you know, not being very prepared and being very stressed out. I mean, I was still stressed out, but for other reasons. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to just feel like at least the application process is being taken help, taken care of and you like understand that you haven't forgotten one form or something like that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I remember just, oh, I don't even want to think about it, but yeah, a couple months ago, <laughs> I definitely like forgot something or almost missed a deadline and they were very helpful they were like you gotta get this done I'm like I know but I have so many things to do like and yeah I would say that my year especially I mean people who graduated last year might disagree but my year especially with the whole university application process we had it really bad it was (laughs) not only was it during COVID um the spots from what I've heard um decreased because so many people deferred from last year so already it was so competitive and the acceptance rates became lower and lower we were doing online like a hybrid of online and in-person school which is also very stressful and just the whole process was very difficult and i would say if it was any other year maybe not last year it wouldn't have been as bad like my mental health definitely went down significantly with everything going on but yeah yeah, I'm glad it's over now. <laughs> I'm not saying it's yeah. super bad. I don't want to scare people. Yeah, well, no, um, you, you're over the you're over the most difficult parts. Now you just have something to look forward to. But yeah, I mean, I have uh, I have my brother is uh, 17, so he's about to go through the process, and I have cousins who are 18, and you know they've been they've been navigating that process too, and it's just yeah, with all these all these deferred places and. international students coming here i know like a lot of people from like the u.s are like coming over now and the whole thing (laughs) that moves me on i guess um to your your future goals and ambitions i know that you're only just about to start (laughs) university but yeah, what's your what's your dream kind of? I know that's a horrible question to be asked, <laughs> but uh, do you, what are your ambitions? Oh my gosh, I have so many, just like too many to count. But I think a, <laughs> I, I'll I'll um, address a couple of things. Um, <laughs> I know I want to do something in like the entrepreneurial kind of stream. Um, I want to be my own boss. Um, a couple of things I've been thinking of, especially recently. Um, one of them being perhaps opening up my like own media company I think that'd be really really cool I've always been really into media studies and I'm hoping to minor in media studies if I can um and I don't know we'll see I know media is like such a big big thing I can go into like the television the cinema stuff or I can do like PR communications there's just a lot of opportunities um yeah that's one thing and then another thing would be I don't know a dream of mine ever since I was like, what, five 
was to open my own restaurant. <laughs> I, I loved watching the Food Channel and my mom would always be like, why aren't you watching like children's channels? Why are you watching like, Food Network? And like, I just, ah, uh, yeah. So my dream from a very young age was to become, you know, those like TV personnels who have their own like food shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the dream. But I think thinking back, not very <laughs> plausible, but um, I don't know. Oh, I think, you, got a, you got a dream. <laughs> yeah, I got a dream for sure. Um, maybe opening, okay, this sounds kind of, but yeah, it's one of my dreams. Like opening up like a Michelin restaurant. I think that'd be super, super cool. <laughs> that sounds awesome. What kind of food would you, would you, are you sort of thinking for uh, your restaurant? Um, I would say fusion for sure. I don't know. I've I've always thought about going to like culinary school in my future, but we'll see. Fusion mm. for sure. I really love Asian food. My favorite foods would be like Japanese and Korean food. Like I just I I can eat so much of it and never get sick of it. I absolutely love it. So that's definitely like made me think of perhaps going to Japan and Korea in my future to stay a little bit and like learn more about the culture and like the food scene. But yeah, I have I have so many ambitions. These are just a few. <laughs> So you prefer ch- uh, Japanese and Korean food to Chinese food? Yeah, for, for, <laughs> sure, for sure. Well, I mean, you're in the right place. Uh, Vancouver obviously is such good Asian food. Absolutely. And I'm actually doing another podcast, um, not to shamelessly plug it here, but um, <laughs> on, on Taiwanese food in Vancouver. So um, maybe, yeah, you should check that out. Yeah. I mean, I've, le- I've learned so much just... Uh, exploring um richmond and vancouver in terms of in terms of asian food here it's uh, it's such a it's such a cool city for that for that kind of thing yeah absolutely i i i love asian food i love i don't know like going to korean barbecue or like getting sushi every other day i don't know i love it i definitely love taiwanese food as well for sure and yeah, the, I mean, the, the, I guess the communications TV dream, if you combine, you know, being the host uh, at your restaurant TV personality, that, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, I guess kind of aside from my ambitions, after graduation, if that, you know, doesn't come true, that's totally fine. Um, I am, you know, an international business major. So I would I would love to work um, at like a bigger firm, bigger company in their international department, which would be really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck with all that. And I guess maybe my last question would be, what what are you going to miss the most in, uh, from Vancouver? <laughs> I'm going to miss a lot of things, you know, I'm going to be cliche, obviously my friends and family. Um, and I think this is a pretty important thing. From what I've heard, East Coast weather, absolutely the worst. And again, I've never been to the East Coast and I'm going to be living there for like the next like four or five years. So I'm going to enjoy the scenery and the weather here while it lasts. I have like a month and a half before I leave. So yeah, it's... yeah. Better start pack. You still better start shopping for uh, winter boots and uh, and a, and a thicker jacket. I yeah, imagine. absolutely. <laughs> See, I've only heard things, and I heard it's pretty bad. I can only imagine what it's actually like. But um, yeah, I'm excited to go to the big city. Um, to go somewhere else. As I mentioned before, I've been here my whole life. Stayed in the same area my whole life. I am so ready for change. Great. Well, I think that probably concludes our our chat, Julia, but it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and thanks for sharing your story and your experience at PICI. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun.
You've been listening to Road to Canada, a podcast brought to you by PICI and produced by Beyond Story Media, an independent media company based in Richmond, British Columbia. For more episodes from Road to Canada, please visit PICI.ca or search Road to Canada wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.